0: At our church, Jesus is Lord. That single belief calls us together as a community and sends us into our world with hope and purpose. At our church, your past will never define your future. There's always redemption, which means there's always a brighter day. At our church, we don't think we're better than any other church out there. We're just doing our best to become our best. At our church, we want you to believe in God, but we also want you to know that God believes in you. We are not against people who don't attend church anywhere. Instead, we pursue them with love, the very same love that's pursuing us. At our church, we're learning to serve God with all our hearts, and we're learning to worship Him with all our lives. And if you're looking for the perfect church, we're not it. At our church, we will make mistakes, but we will choose to grow from them.
1: Welcome to Crystal Beach Community Church, where you find real people with real problems serving a real God. Well, happy almost 4th of July. One more day, but we're going to celebrate it today. If this is the first time you've been to Crystal Beach Community Church, you'll notice we do not pass out an offering plate, but if God puts it on your heart to give, there's a white box in the very back, and you can drop it in there. And also in front of you, on the back of the chair in front of you, there's a QR code. You can hold your smartphone up to it, and it'll walk you through, and, you, and that's another way you can give money. Um, again, I'm everybody, glad everybody's here today. Uh, while you're you're in the back by the white box in that area, please put your name, address down, and email address so we can keep up with you here at Crystal Beach Community Church. Very important, we have a prayer ministry. If you have a prayer need for yourself, a family member, neighbor, stranger, Put that down on a piece of paper and put it in there, and it'll go in a monthly email distribution where hundreds will pray daily until they get healed. Any praise reports? Yes, ma'am. Sorry, okay. praise reports. Okay, we'll get into announcements. Uh, If you're a first-time visitor today uh, and you snuck by these two wonderful people, Dave and Joyce, then uh, we have a gift bag for you and want to just spend a minute or two, with you, and tell you about Crystal Beach Community Church. So Dave and Joyce, raise your hand if you haven't. If you didn't see them this morning, please import it right after church. A lot of stuff going on today right after church, but it uh, won't take a second. All right, today is the family fun right after church. We have food to eat, we have games, we have a big deal outside the church It's a picture of the flag. That's a place where you can take a picture with your phone, uh, if you want to put your family or whomever in front of that big flag that Mitzi made, and uh, then we have the bounce and the... Uh, water slide, we have washers, uh, all kind of stuff going on, um, and absolutely i need all of you to sign up for the uh, watermelon uh, contest, <laughs> who, who eats the most watermelon is going to get a big, big prize, so sign up, we got plenty of watermelons, so go after it, and that's all today right after church. Okay, summer blood drive. This, I think, first time we've done this. It's a big deal. Sunday, July 17th from 12 to 3.30 p.m. Goes for a great cause. So please sign up for that. Men's Bible study on Thursday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. We're here one hour, and uh, if you're here, you'll you'll like it. Fellowship and learn a lot from one another. Uh, AA meets on Monday, Thursday, and Saturdays from 7 to 8, and al 9 on Sunday evenings at 5 p.m. I have another one here, and this is uh, it's not on the slides, but it's, uh, it's the Peninsula Sports Park. Everyone is invited to join the Little League Great Beach Cleanup, and this is going to be tomorrow, 4th of July, at 4 p.m. at Gregory Park down this way so you want to volunteer and help clean up the beach because it's probably gonna be a little trash after tomorrow uh, that'd be much appreciated so I think I covered everything if everybody please stand we'll join our wonderful worship team <laughs>
2: I raise a hallelujah In the presence of my enemies I raise a hallelujah Louder than the unbelief I raise a hallelujah My weapon is a melody I raise a hallelujah Heaven comes to fight for me Hallelujah. In the middle of the mystery, I raise a hallelujah. Really, you lost your hold on me. Sing a little louder Louder than the unbelief Sing a little louder My word that is above me Sing a little louder, louder. Then it comes to right. life for me Let's Sing a little louder In the presence of my unbelief Oh, sing a little louder. louder Louder than the unbelief Sing a little louder Sing a little louder And that's right for me I In the middle, the middle of the storm Hallelujah Rivals become For miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice And the same old lies If you try to feel the same old holes inside Well, there's a better life There's a better life If you, you got pain He's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, for saving, he's a prison shaking or If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way-maker. If you need freedom, a saving, he's a prison-shaking go If you got chains, well, he's a chain-breaker. Search for the life of day and the dead of night and We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fire and We've all run to things we know just ain't right Well, there's a better life There's a better life If you've got pain He's a pain taker If you feel lost He's a way maker If you need freedom For saving He's a prison shaker. Savior If you've got chains He's a chain breaker If you've got pain He's a pain taker He's a way maker. They give me freedom for saving. He's a prison shaking saver. Oh, you got chains. He's a chain breaker. receive it, if you can't feel it, somebody testify. testify. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can't feel it, somebody testify. Testify. If you believe it, if you receive it. If you you can't can't feel it Somebody somebody testify Testify If you believe it If you receive it If you can't feel it Somebody testify Testify. He got pain He's a pain taker If you feel lost He's a way maker if you need freedom save it. He's a prison-shaking Savior. If you got change, He's a chain-breaker. If you got pain, He's a pain-taker. If you feel lost, He's a way-maker. If you need freedom for saving, say no and you got changed. He's a chain breaker. Need freedom, saving. He's a prison shaken. Say God, you got changed. Oh, he's a
3: chain breaker. Yes, make can them-
4: that song a million times truly. I don't know when did I sleep through this part. That the things of the earth will grow strangely dim. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I can only say what where I've been and what I've done. But I thank you that the things of this earth is now dim. I mean strangely dim. God, I praise you, God. I thank you, God. Today we pray for everyone on that beach that the worship flows out of this church and all the other churches, changes the atmosphere, changes the atmosphere. God, that they feel the difference, kind of like a Azusa Street, just feels the difference in the atmosphere. Oh, God, let people become bold in who they are. They come here to party, but they're going to leave today a little bit different. And, of course, yesterday as the water team ministers to them. God, I praise your holy name. You're so good. God, I also thank you that even though that we clean up and put on our red, white, and blue and come on in here, God, we still have stuff. We still come in here. We might clean up well, but we still come in here with stuff. So prayer warriors, I ask you to come. So if you came here today just needing to talk and needing prayer and to feel like you've like touched the hem of his garment, you can go ahead and have a seat or you can stand or whatever you want to do, but please just intercede. It's very important that this isn't the time that you pull out your phones and be preoccupied. So, God, I ask that people walk out of here today different than the way they walked in if they 're down because their kids or their grandkids or their whatever it is God, their health, their finances, Lord, let them be bold enough to step out of their their aisle and their seat and come down here and pray with someone. God, we praise you, we honor you, or even if they 're just lonely, just stuff. God, I know that everybody here isn't just in a celebrating mood. They have pains and hurts just like none that they've ever experienced. Disappointments. The future does not look so bright. So God, give them the boldness to pray with someone. Because your word says that your word says that oh god i thank you i thank you for who you are i thank you that we're all a work in progress just because we're saved and we know you personally god doesn't mean that everything's just perfect god i thank you that you have divine delays Sometimes you delay because you want it to be even of a grander miracle. Oh, God, we lift up every pastor on this peninsula. Pastor Daniel and Pastor Valerie this morning. As they share, the Catholic Church, Church of Christ, the Methodists. God, it was never your intent to have all these religions, but they're here and we're praying. God, that they do... Their part and you will do yours. I thank you for that. I thank you for our great country, God. One nation under God. Justice for all. Oh, God, we praise your name. We praise your name. We thank you, God. I thank you for my family. Be glorified, God, in who you are. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. We pray for the unsaved. We call them in. You can call them in quietly by their name. You can call them in. God, move. Move in them. Change something, God. That they come to the end of who they are. They enter into who you are. Raise up people to speak to them. Give our our Christians boldness. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. We praise your holy name. thank you God thank you God we trust you our hope is in you our hope is in you Lord We don't have to go through life with no hope. We don't have to because you're a big God. We are not hopeless. We're more than conquerors. The Word says we're going to do even greater things. Even greater things. God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Show sacred little soul. Thank you, thank you. If I was a little younger, I would run up to you and grab that baby and take it home. That's the cutest kid ever. Thank you, God. Show us. Show us. We pray for every one of our ministries that we have here, from basketball to water food to clothes to retreats that are being scheduled for this year and next life changing experiences so many things God it's about so much more than us doing stuff because it's not about works at all it's about when you show up and things change God let us keep all that in our mind that we're not just doing stuff Any church can just do stuff. We thank you, God. I'm glad you're here. I heard one someone. I thought that was you. Of
2: course, Dave. I feel like we need to stand. What do you think? I feel like doing do that?
4: because when you live at the beach like how many times we miss those rodeos and horses and trees and you know you forget when you live here like you go to the city and we're all like if I see some you sometimes I see you in town like in Beaumont or somewhere and we look at each other like oh you get out yeah oh it's very weird what happens when you live here you kind of get locked in yeah so good morning and praise God for the rain this week. We'll start out that way. We'll praise God for the rain this week. That was very nice. And today we'll have a fun day after church and it'll be a family day. So please stay, eat a hamburger and and hang out with us. And there'll be a few people in the water slides and the bounce houses and it won't be me. So also, if you want to sign up for that watermelon con- eating contest... Um, you go right ahead. That's what I can say. We'll watch you. We'll watch you do that. Also, once again, our precious Kathy Owens is her last Sunday today in Russ. So she's in the back. We'll so miss you as you move. And thank you for so much you've done here. My gosh. You're an incredible teacher and um, coordinator of our youth, and we appreciate And our kids love you. You've watched a lot of them grow up, and we thank you very much. So, anyway, um, I know many of you are celebrating July 4th tomorrow. Some will watch the fireworks. Others will keep their pets from freaking out. (laughs) Right, Chris? You're going to have to medicate yours. So, I mean, lots of pets are going to freak out tomorrow. So, whatever your plans are, please be safe and remember while we celebrate so, i tell you the reason why we celebrate, in case you're just here thinking you look good in red and you don't know what we celebrate. Here's what we celebrate. We celebrate that this nation is one nation under God. We are one nation under God. And if you don't even know that, I'm fixing to tell you for the next three hours about how that is. We have to be in our one nation under God. Don't ever, ever forget that. I'm telling you, we live in a world that it may not appear that way as our, as our nation is a hot mess, hot mess. I mean, ever since Roe versus Wade, right? we think that, but it's been going on for a long time before that. It, we're upset, we have cop killings, school shootings, uh, riots, politics, racist, all of that stuff. We have turned into a mess. This morning, I heard someone in, of all places, I think it's like Indiana or somewhere that you're not expecting. I don't know where, but it, their big logo for today, I'm not going to say the F word. But if you put the F word in front of the fourth, that's their logo for their state today. Yeah, I I don't want you watching the news or seeing the news, but that is their banners hanging in their town today. F the fourth. Yeah, we must take this nation back. We are one nation (laughs) under God. And it is not my job. It is all of our jobs to make a difference here. I tell you, there's only one fix. There's only one fix and we have to know God. I tell you, the earth was created even when man was formed from the very beginning. From the little, and I talk about this all, t- all the time, the little clay man that God breathes into and pulls up on. But he just pulls it up not to dance and riot and hang out, but to hang out just with him, to commune with him to talk to him. We were created for that. We're not created to get involved in all of this stuff that doesn't have anything to do with God. We are created to commune with him. Genesis 12:2. God said to Abraham, "And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing." I want you to grab onto that of God himself talking to Abraham, I will bless this land. I'll make it great. Also, if we flip over to Deuteronomy after Moses, after he, read, he just read the Ten Commandments in, in chapter 5, and, and then you're coming to chapter 8, Deuteronomy eight twenty. Like the nations the Lord destroyed before you, so you will be destroyed for not obeying the Lord your God. We know God's original message was kind of for the Old Testament. When God does something, He doesn't just do it for that area. He does it for the entire planet. The entire planet. We will be destroyed. I pray for that Amber Alert right now, whoever's phone's going off. I saw that this morning. It was so upsetting. I pray for that precious little girl. Lord, shine your light on her right now and find her. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So it says, we know that God's original message was directed to the Old Testament nations, not America, but God's word holds true to all people, all ages and everywhere. Everywhere. Freedom of religion and respect were two of the strongest links to even form our country in the first place, meshing folks of different groups and different ethnic groups and, and together. And they had difference of opinions. Of course they did. We all do. We all have difference of opinions. I mean, do we want mayonnaise or mustard? I mean, we all have... Lord, I just pray for this mess out here. I'm kind of distracted today because we know what goes on on the beach on a day like this. So you just lift them up. I've always prayed for cops and ambulances, no whether I am. But, but let me tell you, we're meshed, a mesh group of folks. But if you have your core values right... God cannot ignore the very fact that you stand for what he stands for. What he stands for. We are divided as, as the most I've ever seen being divided. If you look back into our nation's history, you'll find that we were founded on godly principles by men that believed in divine authority. Unfortunately, history is being rewritten today. And some of our kids, this is all they know. That this is all they know. Shouldn't that make you so sad? I'm not a history buff, but early on we've been told that the Founding Fathers advocated strict adherence to separation of church and state. Yeah, I'm going there. I'm going there. It's about time we go there, isn't it? It's about time we speak up and actually go there. That the church has nothing to do with government. Government should have nothing to do with the church News flash for you. It takes all of us. It takes the church and it takes the states and everybody working together to pull this country back where they need to be. This nation was founded by Christians and it is intended to be a Christian nation. George Washington said, It's impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. We're a nation under God. But we've turned away from our rich spiritual heritage in the last 50 years. It's hard to even recognize it sometimes. Oh, yeah, we still can pull out our red, white, and blue and fly our flags. But then we dabble in a little bit other things. We must stand firm for our country and know who we are. And we are one nation under God. We pledge allegiance to that flag we pledge allegiance to the flag the only way we can get it back is read your bible because the united states must stand strong the truth is god so let me tell you a little bit about paul let me read you something about paul writes in romans 1 16 i'm not ashamed of the gospel he says because it's the power of god for the salvation of everyone who believes first for the jew and then for the gentiles For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. He said the righteous will live by faith. Then he writes a little letter to his protege Timothy in 2 Timothy. Now, by this time, Paul is dying. He writes this final letter to Timothy because Timothy's been hanging out with him and he's just got a couple of more things to say pending his death. He said, so do not be ashamed, I love this, to testify about our Lord. Are ashamed of me, his prisoner, but join me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who has saved us and called us into a holy life. Not because of anything we've done, but because of his purpose and his grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, Paul notes. Before the beginning of time. Yet I'm not ashamed because I know who I believe in and I'm convinced that he's able to guard what I have entrusted to him for this day. I'm telling you, don't be ashamed to talk to people about the Lord. Don't be ashamed to go every single time. I can count only maybe one or two that's like, "Ah, no, don't talk to me about that. God has already prepared them before they get to wherever they're going. Have you ever, if you ever, have you thought about this, that when you're in the big store or somewhere like that, God has prepared already a person coming your way right at you. God's done His homework. He's already prepared that person. They got up. They were kind of feeling different that day. They don't know God, but they are decided to go in the store. And here's you. They're coming right at you. Uh, excuse me, do you know where the tomatoes are or whatever? You miss opportunities after opportunities, after opportunities because you're not going to speak up and you're not brave enough to tell someone even if you say God loves you. how are you? How are you doing? Come on folks. it's important to hear the heartbeat of Paul. He makes it clear that it's not ashamed of, he's not ashamed of the gospel. He's also, in a didn't indirect way, asked the question, Are you ashamed of the gospel which has saved you? He would then respond, Don't be, because it's in the power of God that, which is leads us to salvation. Now, remember, Paul is writing in Romans to the Christians there. And a point of, I mean, they were a hot mess. They were heathens, heathens. And he writes to them, They had sin unimaginable. He tells the Christians, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Stand up and witness. Saints of God, live the life of faith to those around you and don't be ashamed. So it, let me fast forward. The whole nation turned back to God. That whole nation. Remember the group of believers does, not, does go on to impact the city and eventually all of the whole Roman Empire turns back to him and it becomes a Christian nation. Why can't we do that? I mean, Dad Gum, We live on a peninsula 20 miles. They're locked in. Where are they going? We can change this entire peninsula if we just are bold and talk and speak up and do something and not be ashamed that this is a nation, one nation under God. You have your part to do. You have your part to do. Why are you ashamed? Paul's about to be killed for this. Don't Don't sit back and do nothing. Don't sit back and do nothing. He will set you up for opportunities of opportunities of opportunities. Step out. Step out. Paul said, Timothy, let the fire of heaven ignite you for God. And use his gifts which are to be used to change the world, Timothy. You can do this. I may not be here, Timothy, but you can do it. Keep, keep going. He goes on to say to this young man that the gospel is to prove, be presented with boldness and fierceness to the lost and the dying world. He reminds Timothy that the gospel is not a weak and timid message, but a message filled with power to bring life and life more abundantly. So today I say to you, don't be so ashamed of the gospel message to all of America. Reach down inside of you somewhere and get the boldness you have when you're talking about the Lord. Share the message of power and love and hope to this nation. Your hope is found in the faith of your ancestors. Oh my gosh, who risked it all for you to be able to sit in here today. Most nations and most places today, we used to talk about all the nations. Today, we live in a time that today... People are not able in the United States of America to walk in their church today. Today. Because there's so much rioting and things happening out there, and they're going to, they fear for their lives to even walk in their church. We used to talk about that if that was in Europe or if that was somewhere else. It is right here in the United States of America. You have the freedom still at Crystal Beach Community Church to walk in. Oh, but not when you walk out. We're just going to leave it in here. We can just be all holy in here and fired up in here. Oh, please, I'm telling you, we are one nation under God. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States. What happened to the whole allegiance thing anyway? When we had our exchange student from Norway, and I've told you this before, we went to Canton. And we were walking, and she was 17, and I remember, like, yesterday, they would, uh, this vendor was selling flags, and he put the flags over a fence so you can see all the different flags. And she was walking, and she was so happy, and then she sees her flag. And she freezes. I said, what's wrong, Katrina? Our flag. It's just thrown over a fence. I said, well, they're they're trying to sell them and, you know, they don't know where to put them. She said, you don't throw our flag over the fence. She was visibly very upset to come to America and see her Norwegian flag just for sale and thrown on the side like that. Oh, but it doesn't bother us. We can burn them. We can step on them. What happened to that? Fly your flags, folks. Fly your flags. Honor your flags. The founders of America had a dream. And that was to create a nation under God. Columbus himself believed that he was going to bring light to this new world. And light to his Lord. He felt called to be the bearer of light. That, that's what his name stood for. When he discovered this new world that you're planted in now. On an island in San Salvador, named after the Holy Savior, he knelt down, Columbus did, and prayed this prayer. O Lord, almighty and everlasting God, by Thy holy word that has created the heaven and the earth and the sea, blessed and glorified be thy name and praise be thy majesty, which has designed to use us, us humble servants, that thy holy name be proclaimed in the second part of this earth. After praying that, Columbus erected a wooden cross on this land. A wooden cross. And once again recited a prayer on his knees. Thanking God for the discovery of where we just take for granted. On his knees, he prayed. If you study history, you can quickly discover this. The pilgrims arrived after that and also believed they were called by God. The founding fathers envisioned growth. They did everything that God wanted them to do, and they were bold about it. And then we see the first settlers showing up on the scene in New England and came to the New World to fulfill a call that they knew that the Lord had given them. They were convinced that they were to start a place, a worship place here, just like the New Jerusalem with the establishment of the colonies by the 1600s another wave of God would come across this great nation. The wave of God helped reestablish this future nation's covenant with God. Many lives were lost trying to restore this country and have a covenant with God. The, the divine move of God would secure the solid foundation for them. And the birth of this new nation, it, it was not free. It cost a high price. After much debate and prayer, Congress adjourned for three weeks to put the decision on which, which way are we going to go. Are we going to follow the, the laws of Great Britain? Or are we going to submit to their rule? Or are we going to declare independence? Franklin, Adams, Sherman, and Jefferson hurried up and, and did a quick draft to push it through. This was called the Declaration of Independence. In Congress, July 4th of 1776. The unanimous declaration of the 13 colonies of the United States of America gives us freedom and declared that it would be one nation under God. What in the heck happened? What in the heck happened? We just stayed quiet. We were too ashamed. We didn't speak up. We still shopped at places that think differently than us. I have it on my phone where I don't shop. Nope. Nope. And Lord knows, I love me a Starbucks for sure, but we'll miss you. And I'm a Disney freak like no other. No more. America in the 19th century was seen as a success model to the entire world. We were the model that the other countries would look at and try to follow because everything was happening for us. We had the complete blessings of God. Everything we touched worked. The French statesman and historian came over to us and was trying to figure out how that he could bring it back to France to copy what we're doing here. This is what he wrote. I sought for greatness and genius of America in her commodities and harbors and ample rivers. But it wasn't there. I sought for the greatness and genius of America in her fertile soils and her boundless forests. And it wasn't there. I sought for the greatness of the genius of America in her rich mines and vast world commerce. And it wasn't there. I sought for greatness and genius of America in her public school system and her institutions of learning But it wasn't there. I sought for greatness and genius of America in her Democratic Congress and the matchless Constitution, and it wasn't there. Not until I went to churches, he writes, the churches of America, and heard her pulpits flame with righteousness did I understand the secret of her genius and her power. America is great because America is good, he said. And if America ever ceases to be good... America will cease to be great. He came here looking. Is it in the commerce? Is it in the sales? Is it in the schools? What makes them so good? I've got to get back to France and tell them this. We've got to change everything. No, it wasn't that. It was the church. It was the people in the church. What an observation. America was great because of her goodness. I'm sick and tired. A bit of hearing nothing but negative. I'm sick and tired of hearing any kind of wrong all the time. There's nothing ever good on the news. Hardly ever is something good. It's always depressing. If you're not depressed now, turn on your local news. I used to say, oh, we'll keep it on this channel, watch this news. Keep it all off. Turn off your news. And I'm about this close to getting off Facebook. I'm tired of all the griping and complaining. If it wasn't for my beautiful grandkids, I would have done it a long time ago. I want to see their faces. What are you doing? We can start right here, you know. We can change it. We have enough people right here to change things it was just a boat with a few people on it and they changed the world. Why can't we just change some things? Vote. Be loud. Take authority. Pray. Get involved, not to be ashamed of the gospel. If America ever ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. All the historians writing before 1960 before 1960 that's not that long ago that America was founded as a Christian nation. Every one of the country's major anthems, the Star Spangled Banner, America, My Country, thee all of it, speaks in some way about prayer and God. Listen close to them. But we just say the words and sing along, and we don't realize that every one of them says something about prayer and God. What happened? What had gum happened? Be bold, Christians. You are a dying breed. And the quieter you are eventually will turn to nothing. It's like looking back and turning to salt. The first book printed in America was a prayer book. The first songbook published in America was a hymnal. In God we trust is still on our money, but that's soon to change. It might have already. The nation's motto is, in God we trust. A couple of years ago, I was honored to go to Washington. And I saw the signature of God still on so many things And I think the reason most of the statues are down, but these are on the high buildings. And you can look up and still see that no one has yanked this down yet. On top of the Washington Monument etched at the peak of 555 feet, these words say, praise be to God. At the Jefferson Memorial, chiseled into the walls, this quote, the God who gave us life gives us liberty at the same time. And you can make it out in the Lincoln Memorial because I was up there looking close. The entire text of Lincoln's inaugural addresses is a prayer in itself. Let me say without being ashamed, God's signature is still all over this nation. We are one nation under God. We have to start acting like it and doing something about it. Don't expect other people to do it. We have to make a difference. And it's possible that we can do it. We have to have because God is our protector. He's our God of intervention. He's a God of mercy and His word is true. God has the power behind this nation. And if this nation continues to drift away from God and try to remove God from the foundation, it will fall with a great crash that all the world will watch and groan and celebrate. You came here to eat barbecue and hamburgers today and jump in a, some jumping things and eat some watermelon. But I wasn't feeling it in the sermon. I'm feeling that this is one nation under God. And it breaks our heart that we do nothing at all. We can't talk to people at the big store, dead guy. We can't talk to strangers. That's just not cool. We don't believe in this and... We choose to believe that and not this. And we choose to go around and try to dissect things without knowing all the truth. And it gets into a whole political realm and and, and this one and that one. And it's not about that. It is about God himself. It is about God himself. Don't pray for someone to get elected. Pray for God himself to show himself mightily in the United States of America and make a move here like no other place. It is possible, and it's still possible. And if you don't want to do it, look around at your kids or look around at my grandkids. I'm asking you, if you have no energy to do that, pray for the young people. Pray for them that God will rule because if he leaves, they're doomed They're doomed. They will have no hope. I have both of my grandkids here today. Both of them. That's all I have is two. They will have no hope. If God is just taken away. Or the state decides to do whatever they do on their own. It's about the church. Working together. I must come back to these early verses that I read about Apostle Paul and ask: has America and its citizens became ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are we ashamed of our Christian heritage? Are we ashamed that it was his power which founded this nation and helped this nation to defeat Great Britain and and turn into what it is today? It's a time to renew our vows, really. It's A time to say the Pledge of Allegiance in slow motion. It's a time to stop the madness. Do not debate with people what their beliefs in. It's not a debate. It is one answer. And it is a nation under God. But what about this? Don't you believe that the rights of this one? No, it's all about God. Yeah, but I'm telling you, this one, this one, and this president is doing this. It's all about God. What about this? What's your beliefs on here? It's one nation under God. That's your answer. It's one nation under God. It's time to renew our vow, renew our pledge that we are one nation under God. It's not a time to kneel and turn our heads. It's time to get real. For you, for your kids. For your grandkids, and some of you in here are so blessed to have great grandkids. What will you tell them when they visit? Father, I pray for our country. Your word says, If my people called by your name will humble themselves and pray, you'll hear our land, God. I thank you that this nation was formed exactly how you intended it to be. But we've lost our way. Forgive us, God. Forgive us, God. We chased after the this thing and we chased after that thing and we chased after things and we chased after stuff and we chased after all the wrong things. God, help us chase after you. Chase after you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
3: A better tomorrow can start today. In all my years, I have never known a time where there has been so much division. Long gone are the days where we would be united in our commonalities instead of being divided by our differences. Gone is the showing of politeness and respect, along with the recognition of one's dignity, no matter someone's race, age, social class, or beliefs. Our division has put us in a position of defense, this guarded stance that looks at everyone and everything as a possible threat to our happiness. Is it any wonder why everyone is so easily offended when every difference of opinion is seen as an attack against our well-being? There are a lot of reasons we could point at to explain why we are divided, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to just one. We've allowed our will to overrule God's Word. You can't ignore the source of love, joy, truth, and peace, and still expect to experience those things genuinely in your life or in society as a whole. To ignore God is to forfeit His good. In the Bible, there's this moment when God speaks to His people who He knows are prone to allow their will to overrule His word. God offers them guidance if ever they found themselves as a nation divided in a need of forgiveness and restoration. What God says then and there is one of the most powerful promises in all of the Bible made to a nation. He says, If my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Understand, God does not change, which means his promises do not change. The healing he offered then is the same healing he offers us today. The question is, will we pursue it? Do you want healing in your life and nation? Do you want unity instead of division between both God and man? If you do, know that it starts with you. It starts by recognizing and taking responsibility of your faults, your failures, and your sin in the spirit of humility and repentance, asking God for forgiveness. The Bible says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. For those who put their faith in Jesus, the forgiveness we need will be granted. The unity we seek will be found. And the healing we long for will be experienced through our love of God and love for one another. If healing is what you want for you and this nation, God has made a way. Own your part. A better tomorrow begins with change today.
4: Stand up. And we close before you go eat your watermelon. When, this reminds me when I do this, when Jimmy was mayor of Orange, he had to stand up in front of a lot of people and say the Pledge of Allegiance, and he was holding Molly. Mm. And right in the middle of it, when he was being all mayorish, Molly yells out, Yay, God! in the microphone. Yay, God. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Have a great time today. Eat a hamburger. Adios. Oh,
2: for spacious God Forever.